in my job in corporate, when I was working in HR, I worked 16 hour days. I ended up in the hospital. I could not say no to my job. And when I met you, Jack, you were living in this situation with your family and we love them, but you couldn't say no, right? Still have a hard time doing it. Still have a hard time doing that. And I couldn't say no to my family either. And so when you're so deep into people pleasing, you don't know what you need or what you want, right? Why is that? Welcome. I'm your host, Kara Dennison. And I'm Jack Dennison. And we explore transformation. From the way we live, work, love, and connect with others. We'll be sharing with you weekly what we find here on The, the Dennison, Dennison Download. Welcome back to The Dennison Download. We are pleased to have you listen today. We are going to be talking about something fun today. And <laughs> by fun, strap in. I've already strapped on. You're already strapped on, is that right? Yeah, when it comes to this. What do you got strapped on? A lot of emotional baggage. I don't think you understand what I'm trying to joke about. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> we do have a lot of emotional baggage. Strapped in and strapped on for today. We're super pleased that you are listening today. The title of the episode, I really want to call it, Please Let Us Please You. <laughs> because we're so good. That's making so others happy. Fucking good at pleasing people. us to do it. How would you like us to show up today, my sir, my lady? I can make any box you want. You tell me how to pretzel, and I'll pretzel right away for you. Is this is this anybody else out there? Does anybody else do this? Is anybody else got a drawer, a closet full of masks that they wear? And I got on the shelf over there. <laughs> Jack and I are what we like to call recovering people pleasers. And by recovering, we are still very much recovering. <laughs> That's the beauty of transformation. That it's is an everyday thing. It is an everyday thing. This one gets us heated. This one yeah. gets us heated. Why does it get you heated, Jack? It gets me heated because I feel like I've just wasted energy. Like, like I just, I had an opportunity and I just, as Chris Farley would like to say, <laughs> right? you know, when he takes the truck and then he destroys it and, or, you know, anything, Chris, like where he's going and he's just destroying whatever thing he's doing. That's how I feel when I people please. It feels like I've got this beautiful thing. And I just wreck it. Mm -hmm. You know why it makes me upset? Why? All of those people that I work so fucking hard to please, most of them aren't even in my damn life anymore. <laughs> I spent so much time, so much energy, so much of my life I think it's hilarious because I remember things that I've done to please people that I bet you they don't even remember. No, because to them, it's just you showing up normally. And but what they don't realize is that in your head, in your brain, is you're doing 
quadruple backflips and bending and flipping and other trapeze and balancing act all just to do the thing for them that they see as normal mm-hmm. and expected and expected Ooh, that's the next one and the day you don't what's wrong are you okay something's different they're not the same you know i think you're you're going a bit too far did you change why are you so angry I think you should try this. Hmm. Yeah. So, if you couldn't tell, today's episode this week is about people-pleasing. And Jack and I, like I said, are recovering people-pleasers. And why we say recovering is because it is a daily thing. Just this week, I think we have those faces. We have those faces that say we have 37 years <laughs> of practice pleasing you. Please take advantage. <laughs> he looks like a friendly face. <laughs> she looks like she's got a smile that says, take advantage of me. <laughs> Just this week on Monday, I had three people, three people, former clients former or current clients that do not have, are not in my unlimited coaching program. Now, here's why I am telling you this, (laughs) people who are listening. We have designed a program where you get unlimited access to me and Jack. Unlimited access. Why? Because we want to please you. (laughs) No, no, no. Well, partly, but also because For these people who are in the unlimited coaching program, we are there in an unlimited capacity where you can book on our calendars as much as you want. And the reason why is because we want to be there for you when you're in this program so that we can ensure that we are helping you through every step, every unique and weird situation that comes up in a job search, because they do, (laughs) and every day. And in this program, we have four group calls throughout the week. So every single day, except for on Fridays, you can get FaceTime with myself or with Jack um, or our other coach, Rebecca, who is a badass. And you can also book unlimited on our calendars. Now we do charge an investment in order to get unlimited access to us, but we also provide free consultations with us. So anyone who is interested in working with us in any capacity gets to talk with myself or Jack at this point in time one of us for free. So between this program, between our free consultations and between all of the other things that Jack and I do in the day, we're pretty busy. Anyway, so on Monday three, this is, this just burns my ear. Three people who have been former clients of mine, not in the unlimited coaching program, but in other stuff, reached out to me and asked for time on my calendar. This is not unusual. I get these requests almost daily, almost daily. Hey, can I just grab a couple minutes of your time? Can I just grab 15 minutes? Can I just have a half hour? I have this weird and unique situation in my job search. Mm-hmm. We get that. That's why we have this unlimited coaching program. We just have one question. Just, just one just, question. Just, just one, one quick question. question. 
And so I do my best because, again, I'm a recovering people pleaser. I've spoken about this uh, openly and people know this and they have heard it and take advantage and, and it is okay. Well, it's not, but here we are. And so they email me and they message me on LinkedIn and they find other apps that I use and they send it to me. And they ask for just some time on my calendar. And I've gotten to the point after this this medical issue where I just do not have the energy and the time that I can spend like I used to, where I finally have put up a calendar where you can buy time on my calendar. And man, has that pissed people off. Mm. It has pissed people off because I do offer free consultations. But additional time, is going to cost because I have dedicated my time to my team, to my unlimited coaching program clients, to all of the other things I have to do, and also to rest so that I can recover and I can make sure that I'm at my best. If I were to give a half hour of time to those three people on Monday and to the three people who asked me every single day almost, or at least one person every single day, because it's at least one person. I'd be giving away nine solid weeks of time a year. And I want to ask you, listener, anyone, anyone out there, would you give up nine time, nine weeks of your time for free for someone to pick your brain? How much is your time worth? And yet I continue to do this. And so finally, I've had to put my foot down and I said, here, you can book some time on my calendar. It'll cost you. Or I still continue to answer their questions via email and messages. Why do I keep doing this, Jack? It takes time for me to type up messages via email, but I just want to help people. And the reason why this is so frustrating to me is because I literally have over 500 videos on TikTok. 500 videos. For free. For free. 500 free, valuable TikToks where people can go and get answers to their questions on TikTok. But instead they message me and then I go find the TikTok and I send it to them. (laughs) But the reason why I do this and provide so many videos on TikTok and now this podcast and and I hire a and pay very well a well-rounded marketing team and provide so much value and write for Forbes and all of this stuff is to provide fee value. And yet it's never enough. Nope. And so I want to ask, I want to ask the world, the universe, and you, Jack, what's a recovering people pleaser to do when all the free value that they provide is not enough? Boundaries. That's it. For some of us, those boundaries need to be a little bigger than others. I know. I want to ask, so that... Unfortunately, for myself, that required, for me, change of location. Yeah. Right? I'm now 16 hours away from where I grew up by, by car, two hours by plane. And I really had to figure out where those boundaries were. I had to actually, before I even figured it out, I had to just put them there. I just had to put them there. Because I knew I needed something. I knew I needed to figure something out. And it wasn't until I put them there that I even started figuring out what areas of life I needed to grow and change. Because then I finally was with myself. And I finally had time to myself to figure out what does Jack want? What does Jack need? 
Yeah. And I think wait, so- can you stop right there for just a second? Mm-hmm. What does Jack need? I think that this is so critical for people who are people pleasers. Because I am the same way. Or I was. So I want to step back and, and tell a little bit of our stories, if you don't mind. Oh, let's do it. Let's start okay. the heat. And I want to talk to our people pleasers. Because, yes, I just went on a rant about how I can't... <laughs> it has a hard time. It, let me rephrase. There is a hard time that I have for me to say no when people ask for for time on my schedule. The reason why is I love helping people. I love helping people with their career, especially people who were former clients of mine. Absolutely. But Jack and I are severe people pleasers. And so, yes, it's hard for me to say no when people want my help. I activate something in me. Yeah. But it was more severe than that. In my job in corporate, when I was working in HR, I worked 16 hour days. I ended up in the hospital. I could not say no to my job. And when I met you, Jack, you were living in this situation with your family and we love them, but you couldn't say no, right? I still have a hard time doing it. Still have a hard time doing that. And I couldn't say no to my family either. And so when you're so deep into people pleasing, you don't know what you need or what you want, right? Why is that? I think it comes down to just identity. And we all have a self-want for an identity. We all want to be able to know who we are. And what intrinsically comes with that is how others view us. And because that's kind of how we're taught from when we're kids, right? Your your parents are telling you, don't do that. Don't do that, right? Do this. Make sure that you're taught in school, you know, proper etiquette, do things a certain way. And when you're constantly filtering the world to others' eyes, what are others thinking of me? When you're thinking of that, your perception of self can very quickly become wrapped up in that viewpoint of how others see you. And now you derive value from that because this person liked our conversation. Oh my God, I must be valuable. Yeah, I'm a valuable person. Well, the fact is, is that other person was just looking for you to show up how they expected you to show up. But the fact is, is you have autonomy. You get to choose how you want to show up back. You don't have to show up how that person expects. You get to control your energy. You get to control the terms of engagement. And that's something that I think a lot of people aren't necessarily equipped with because of what's it great to us as kids and the story that gets told to us over and over again. And the fact is, is yeah, we need our families, love our families. We do. We all love our families. But the fact is, sometimes... As an individual, for you to be the best version of yourself, you need to be removed from an environment that could potentially stunt your growth in ways. And I personally was in an environment where my growth was stunted because I wasn't able to see past the immediacy of my life. I wasn't able to see past that one day. And the options also weren't there. So, 
I had to wrap myself up in what others perceived of me because I needed to feel valuable. I didn't see value from myself, from what I was doing for myself and how it was setting up my life because I was just middling around in, in mediocrity and not planning a future. So if I was thinking of my self-worth in those terms, there wasn't going to be much. The only way for me to have self-worth was to be of use to others. And so I became very good at becoming of use. Yeah. What I think, and, and thank you for sharing, what I think is it kind of comes down to love, acceptance, and like you said, value. And from, I mean, even from when we were born, right? Growing up, all we as humans really want to feel is, is loved, is valued is accepted. And I don't want to speak for you, but I know for me, I didn't love myself. I didn't value myself. I didn't accept who I was. And so I started looking for that outside everywhere, that external validation. And I realized that I, I started getting really good at pleasing other people, right? Because I was really good at observing first and noticing what they wanted out of me. And so I would deliver. And that got me acceptance <laughs> from other people, but it got me further and further away from who I actually was mm. and who I wanted to be and my authentic self. And what it ended up showing me or, or what happened in my life is it created this almost game almost like a lie, right? Of keeping up appearances, keeping up. Or in corporate, what happened is I I pleased. I'll volunteer. I'll do that. I can do it. And then all of a sudden I became that go-to person, right? Oh, well, Kara can do it. And they started getting promised promotions, right? Like the dangling of the carrot, but they couldn't promote me because they'd have to hire four people to replace me. <laughs> I was doing all the work. Yeah, And I was using my sick days and working on sick days and vacation days because I was desperate to get ahead, desperate to be shown and valued and loved, but it was so inappropriately placed because none of those people, none of those things could truly love me back because at the end of the day, I didn't even love myself because I didn't know who, who the hell I was. You know? I, I think that knowing who you are, it's really hard to do that when you're changing yourself in all these other molds that people yeah. expect you to be. And it wasn't really until I kind of dropped that completely that I actually had a, a good three to six months stretch of just figuring it out and figuring out who I wanted to be, who, who I wanted to show up in the world as. And I think that a lot of people, we just get caught up in the day-to-day -day of living life, right? Because it's required. We have to live life, got to pay bills. But because of the structure of our environment, because of the roles we assume or the roles we learn, we don't get a chance to actually be with ourselves and then learn who, from being with ourselves where we want to go, what we want to improve on. What do we want to get better? How do I want others to see me, irregardless of how they already do? 
how do I want to show up in the world authentically? And I think for both of us, just the rat race of life kept us from being able to see that and ultimately having that self-love at the level to where we could embrace the change. Because I think I knew about self-love. I think I loved aspects of myself. And I think I, I, I taught you some of that. But I don't necessarily believe I fully had it for myself because I fully didn't understand who I was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I learned along the way was not everyone is supposed to like you. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. What a big pill to swallow. What a big pill to swallow. Especially as a people pleaser. I mean, I got really good. I think you did too at getting pretty much everyone that I met to like me. Are you kidding? I, I, I think I had pretty much the entire contact center floor in love with me, except for maybe one person. Mm -hmm. And that one person was the one you worked harder to people please, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got really good. And then I realized not everyone is supposed to like you. The mind-blowing moment for me in this journey of self-love and self-acceptance and self-respect was our jobs are to show up as authentically as possible and allow others to choose whether or not we're for them. Yeah. That is empowering as hell, but also scary. Also so scary. It is because that's a slippery slope, right? Because yeah. as a recovering people pleaser, it's very easy to not show up appropriately on that call. To well, especially if you don't know who you are. Especially yeah. if you don't know who you are. So I know we're kind of coming to the end of, of our episode today, and I don't want to leave people hanging. Like, this kind of sounds depressing, <laughs> you know, if, if you're a people pleaser. But you It's know. actually the most fun I've ever had learning about myself. It's one of the most challenging things. But it's the most fun I've ever had. It is the most fun. So one of the ways that I started breaking this this pattern, right? One of the, one of the biggest ways that we started breaking this ha uh, pattern together, and honestly, I'm a huge advocate for this, but it's not possible for everyone. We moved to the middle of nowhere. We moved to the middle of nowhere. It was, it was like hitting a reset button on our lives. Talking 20 minutes to a Walmart, people. Yeah. Our town literally has, do we even have a stop sign? A stoplight? We do not have a stoplight. We have, I don't a, even think we have a stoplight. We have a black blinking light. Blinking yeah. school, but that's it. Yes. And a Dollar General and two gas stations. That's it. That's our whole town. And we have 500 people. Um, so middle of nowhere, literally middle of nowhere. Our closest family is about an hour and a half away. And Jack's family is in South Florida. And so... Why this was so important to us is for the first time in both of our lives, we had to rely on each other and no one else. And literally no one else. We, we couldn't even get Uber delivery over here. <laughs> Still can't. Still can't. 
And so this was a, a big thing for us because all of a sudden it was a it forced a reset. It was that catalyst change that we talked about in the last episode. And so obviously, if you can afford to, if it makes sense for you, if you're a remote worker, if, if you can do a, a big shift or a big change and a big catalyst, obviously those things are, are big. I, clearly, we are big advocates for changing jobs. Those are a huge shift. What we teach in our, our unlimited coaching program is with our, our burnout coach, Rebecca, is how to heal from burnout, how to set boundaries, how to start over and not carry that baggage with you. If you can't do that, <laughs> because we understand making a big catalyst change like that, what are some actionable tips to start, to just start with that self-acceptance, that self-love, that self-respect, and to start setting some boundaries uh, when it comes to, to recovering people pleasers like ourselves? Do you have any tips? Number one is be intentional with your time. Yeah. Really get a schedule and build in time for yourself. Build in time away from the chaos, away from the things that are going to cause you to people, please. You, and if your schedule is not permitting, we need to make time because making time really allows you then to have time with yourself in the quiet. And it's not until everything else shuts down that you can finally hear that inner voice. Mm. Yeah. A tip that I would give you is I would do, I would spend this next week and do an audit. An audit sounds sexy. Ooh. No, here's the audit that I would do is when it comes to the people in your life that you spend the most time with, I want you to just do a check-in with yourself. How do these people make you feel? Right? And when I say that, I mean, do you feel like you can be yourself around them? Do you feel like you can tell your secrets, your funny stories? Do you feel like you can act like yourself? You can kind of uh, let your hair down, unbutton the pants, like that type of stuff with them? Or do you feel like you have to be performing? Are they energy vampires or do they are they energy expanders for you? Those are typically good tells for me. If they are sucking my energy and I feel like I'm constantly having to perform, I feel like maybe it might not be them. It's me people pleasing. The other thing that I would say is auditing your thoughts, right? I like to say putting up your curiosity filter. So when a thought comes in and it feels a little intrusive where it's like, especially if it's negative towards yourself, just don't beat yourself up about it. Just Start thinking about why. Why am I thinking this? Where is this coming from? Do I need to be thinking about this? And just be curious about it. Because a lot of times when it comes on my it comes to self-acceptance, self-love, things like that, it's not necessarily needing to stop the thought and extract. The first step is being curious about your thoughts and actually noticing them. So if you find that this episode kind of resonated with you and you're trying to become a recovering people pleaser like us, or you find that you're getting resentful around some of the people that you hang out with because you feel you're constantly giving, take a look. Take a look at the people around you and how you're feeling after or while you're hanging out with them and set up a little bit of a curiosity filter around your thoughts, either when you're with them or when you're with yourself and looking in your mirror. Any last thoughts, Chuck? Really just take the time for yourself. Take the time, take the time to be okay with yourself. Sit with yourself. You're the one person you're going to be with till the last second you're not here anymore. And 
the more comfortable you can be being alone with your thoughts, your emotions, and accepting who you are and truly feeling good about that, feeling good about who you show up as, who you wake up as, who you, you help people as. All of those things matter. And really just pour the time into yourself. Focus on yourself and you're going to be able to overcome this people-pleasing habit. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be doing more episodes on this in the future because it's something that we're continually working on. And if you are happen to be watching this on YouTube, drop a comment and let us know about your people-pleasing, what you've done in order to grow your self-acceptance, your self-respect, things like that. And by the way, did you know we're on YouTube? Go ahead and check us out. We will have information in the show notes wherever you watch your pod or listen to your podcast and watch us on uh, YouTube. You can check out our smiling faces. And thanks for listening. From our family to yours, be great and have a great week.